let's go ahead and pray this morning, and we're going to get into kind of the centerpiece of what we're doing today. Jesus, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you for your grace and your goodness, and I pray today is that we are hanging out in here as a family, as families that make up your family, that you will use this time and bless this time, grow us and shape us as we have some fun, as we are reminded of your truth in sort of a creative and fun little way, and we want you to be honored in all of it. And so we love you and thank you, Jesus. We praise you so much in your good and awesome name. Amen. Awesome. So I want to see the hands really quick. How many kids are in here that are fifth grade and down? Fifth grade to little. We've got a number of kids in here this morning. This is great. That is awesome, all right? Well, here's what I want you to know. Here's a cool thing. When we read the Bible, the very first chapters of the Bible, we learn that God created us to be creative, right? And we're creative in all sorts of ways. How many of you like to draw? Oh, yeah, a lot of you like to draw. How many of you like to dance? Yes, I watch you dancing after service out there in the comments. How many like to sing? How many sing so loud? Mom and dad say, wow, that's loud. <laughs> Good for you guys. Yes, you love to create. You create all kinds of things, right? And that's because God has made us to be creative, right? He loves it when we create. And one of the things that's really interesting about how we create is that sometimes we create so that we can worship and display God as the creator, right? So we create things that point directly to what God has said and God's truth, right? We create things that point back to the Bible, which is awesome. Now, sometimes there are people who create and they don't even realize that what they're creating in some way points back to the Bible. They think, well, we're just creating something that has good morals and a good story. But if we look really closely, we see that their creations, those things that they make that have good morals and good values, are actually things that reflect what we see in the Bible. And the reason for that is that the Bible says God has written his word into our heart. His law is embedded right into our soul. And so sometimes when we create, we create things that directly mirror or show what God has said to us, right? And so that's kind of what today's about. We are going to watch something that reveals certain truths about God. And I'm not sure the people that made this particular piece of creation really were intending to do this, but as Christians, we look and go, wow, that teaches the lessons of the Bible. In fact, if anything, here's what I've learned as a pastor over 20 years. I find that many children's books and children's movies, they mirror what we see in the Bible. And so today we're going to look at one of our favorite movies as the Boswell family. The Boswells love this movie. Do we know what this movie's going to be yet? I think we have a clip. Let's, or not a clip, uh, a graphic. Who here knows Nemo? Nemo. Yes, we love finding Nemo as a family. My little babies, they love finding Nemo. So I'm going to bring my three little babies out because they're going to help me with this today. So if my babies can come out here really quick, that would be phenomenal. Here come my, quote, babies. I'm going to give this to you real quick. All right, so here, here are my, 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 my babies. This is my sweet little baby, Honor, who is 17 now. And she has a barcode on her back. That is so weird. All right, so 
Yes, so this is my baby, Honor, who is 17. This is my other baby. This is Emma. And Emma is going to be 15 relatively soon. That is my baby girl. And then last, my baby boy, Boz. Yes, my son, my one and only son who just turned 13. So I have them all in the teen realm. Pray for us. All right, so... So they are going to be helping me, and hopefully if I can get a microphone to some of you little kids, maybe on the edges or toward the front, you might need to help me out as well, because we're going to be learning five critical lessons from the story of Nemo. Because again, in the story, I think there are things that God can kind of share his truth in, even though, again, the people that made this movie, that's probably not their focus at all. But as Christians, we go, oh, that's a good point. That's a good lesson. And so these are things that we can learn about. So... We're going to do that today for fun because you're all in here and we want to make it a good time. So I think we're going to get underway. We're going to start with some pretty important things, a little bit heavy, but important and true that we're going to learn. So why don't we go ahead and play that first clip right now. Dory, do you see anything? Ah! Something's got me! That was me. I'm sorry. (gasps) Who's that? Who's that? Who could it be? It's me. Are are you my conscience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm your conscience. We haven't spoken for a while. How are you? Can't complain. Yeah, good. Now, Dory, I want you to tell me. Do you see anything? I see a... I see a light. A light? Yeah, over there. Hey, Conscience, am I dead? No, I, I, I see it too. What is it? It's so pretty. I, I'm feeling happy, which is a big deal for me. I want to touch it. Oh. Hey, come back. <laughs> come on back here. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to swim with you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to be your best friend. Good feelings gone. I hope your children were wearing diapers in that scene right there because that was freaky. All right, Katie Bug, I'm coming to you first. You don't even know I'm doing this. Can you tell me what just happened? No. But you just watched that. You know exactly what happened. What just happened? Something funny. (laughs) Something funny. What, what, was that light all happy looking? No. But at first, did it look happy at first? Yes. Yes, it looked all happy, like, ooh, pretty light. I want the pretty light. And then what happened? Scary. Scary. Scary happened. Yes, indeed. Right? At first, it was all pretty, and then scary happened. Did that freak you out? No. Why? <laughs> if it's scary and you say it doesn't freak you out, then why was it scary? I don't know. <laughs> it's because you knew it was coming, huh? You've seen Nemo like a thousand times, haven't you? No, I've read the book. You've read the book. How old are you? Five. You're five and you read the book. Wow, I am putting my money on you. All right, so that is amazing. All right, well, let's see. Emma, I think, has our first lesson. So from that clip, Emma, what is the first lesson that we can learn? Most things that tempt us start out looking good. So, I don't know if, is the microphone on there? I'm not sure about that. We good? So why don't you go ahead and say that one more time. 
Most things that tempt us start out looking good. Yes, most things that tempt us start out looking good, right? So just like in the clip where Katie noticed that, you know, there's this pretty light and I want to chase that down and get that. Boy, you start to go down that path and then you realize it is connected to something that's pretty rough and pretty mean and pretty scary. That's what happens when we get tempted by certain things. And so, Emma, what's a great verse to share when it comes to temptation? 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 24 through 26. Flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, patiently enduring evil and correcting opponents with gentleness so that God may perhaps grant them repentance so they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil. Mm, escape from the snare of the devil. A snare is really interesting. A snare is like this, this rope that has like a little knot in it. And what happens is when an animal comes by, it kind of grabs the leg of the animal and snares it and catches it so the animal can't get away. And what the Bible says is that when we give in to temptation, it's like a snare. It hooks us and it grabs us so we can't get away. And so the first lesson of today is realizing that temptation, while it might look really fun at the beginning, like you go, man, I really want that cookie. And my mom's not looking. I want cookie. Right? When you do that's temptation. Where there's something inside you saying, oh, have the cookie. Right? Right? That's temptation. Or when your mom or dad says, clean your room. And they mean really clean your room. And you're like, oh, but I could shove it all under the bed. And they wouldn't know. Right? That's a temptation to not obey your mom and dad. And for us as adults, our temptations get bigger harder, more complicated, and easier to excuse. And so we want to remember that temptation's a snare that catches us. That is the first lesson that we do not want to give into temptation. Lesson number one. Lesson number two. Let's go ahead and watch clip number two for lesson number two. Hey, guys, wait up! Whoa. Cool. He called. He said it was called a uh, a butt. Oh, wow, that's a pretty big butt. Oh, look at me! I'm gonna go touch the butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Let's see you get closer. Okay. Beat that! Come on, Nemo. How far can you go? Oh, um, my dad says it's not safe. Nemo, no! Dad? <laughs> You're about to swim into open water. No, I wasn't. It's just a good go thing I was here. Dad, if I hadn't no, shown up, sorry, I don't know. He wasn't gonna go. Yeah, he was too afraid. No, I wasn't. This does not concern you, kids. And you're lucky I don't tell your parents you were out there. You know you can't swim well. I can swim fine, Dad. Okay. No, it's not okay. You shouldn't be anywhere near here. Okay, I was right. You know what? We'll start school in a year or two. No, Dad. Just because you're scared of the ocean. Clearly, you're not ready, and you're not coming back until you are. You think you could do these things, but you just can't, Nemo. I hate you. There's nothing to see. Gather uh, over there. Excuse me, is there anything I can do? I am a scientist, sir. Uh, is there any problem? You know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt things. He, he isn't a good swimmer, and I just think it's a little too soon for him to be out here unsupervised. Well, I can assure you he's quite safe with me. Look, I'm sure he is. But you have a large class, and he can get lost, you know, from sight if you're not looking. No, I'm not saying you're not looking. You're oh, not my gosh! Nemo's swimming out the sea! <gasps> Nemo! What do you think you're doing? You're 
You're gonna get stuck out there, and I'm gonna have to get you before another fish does. Get back here! I said get back here now! Stop! You take one more move, mister. Don't, don't you dare! If you put one fin on that boat, are you listening to me? Don't touch the boat. Nemo! He touched the butt. You just pounded your little tail right back here, Nemo. That's right. You were in big trouble, young man. Do you hear me? So sad, so sad. So Boz, why don't you tell us, what is that second lesson we can learn? Temptation leads to sin if acted upon. Temptation leads to sin if acted upon. So can I ask you a question? Will you let me ask you a question? Can you tell me what Nemo did that was sinful? What did his dad have him? He, he raised his fin, and his dad said, Don't touch that boat. And what did Nemo do? Oh, uh, you never do that, though, do you? <laughs> that was out loud. And she kind of looked like, Do I say that publicly? And then dad just went, <laughs> Right? So, yeah, that's exactly what he did, right? It's like, and that is the danger of when we get tempted and we go, oh, I'm going to go with my temptation. Then we sin. We said, and here's the thing about sin. Sin never pays off. Sin always catches you in that net, right? Something gets a hold of you and kind of sucks you up in that. Sin is a horrible place to be. It's a sad place to be. It makes God sad. It makes our family sad. It makes us sad. Sin is not the place we want to go. In fact, Gray, I think you've got a great verse for us on sin. So why don't you go ahead and read that verse on sin? Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. So don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. Yeah, see, that's an excellent verse out of the book of James where it's like, man, we give into temptation, and then we give into sin, and sin, it just keeps leading down a path where it gets worse and worse and worse. And so we always want to run from our sin and run from our temptation. And the good news is, is that God has made that possible for us. We have a way to get out of these things. In fact, my oldest honor, you've got three principles for us and three verses when it comes to dealing with the good news connected to sin and temptation. So honor, what is the first piece of good news that you have when it comes to sin and temptation? Jesus died to forgive our sins. Yes, Jesus died to forgive our sins, right? This is why we as a church love the cross and the resurrection of Jesus because that's what makes freedom from our sin possible. So, Honor, why don't you go ahead and read the verse for that? Romans 5a says, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were all still sinners. So while we were sinners, God said, I love you so much, I will give myself for you to forgive your sin. That is huge. You have a second bit of good news for us that encourages us as we struggle with temptation. What is that? Jesus understands our temptations. Yeah, did you know that? Jesus was perfect. Jesus never sinned. But Jesus knows what temptation feels like because he was tempted in all ways that we are, but he did not sin in that. So, Honor, why don't you go ahead and read that verse? Hebrews 2, 17 through 18 says, Jesus had to, make, had to be made like his brothers in every respect so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God 
because he himself has suffered when tempted. He is able to help those who are being tempted. And that is huge good news. So when you're going, I am tempted to take the cookie, or I'm tempted to not clean my room, or I'm tempted to lie and say, I didn't really hit my brother when everybody knows I did. All right, so when you're tempted, Jesus says, I know how that feels to be tempted. Now, he didn't sin, but he knows how it feels. And because of that, we can go to Jesus and say, Jesus, please help me with my temptation. Give me the strength I need. In fact, that's the other bit of good news. When it comes to temptation, we have strength. Honor, why don't you go ahead and do that third principle for us? Jesus gives us what we need to resist. Excellent. What's the verse for that? 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. Awesome. Jesus always shows us a way out of our temptation. And so moms and dads, when we have our temptations, Jesus shows us a way out. Kids in the room, when you are tempted to things, Jesus shows you a way out because he's died for our sins and he knows what temptation feels like, so he's given us a way of escape. That is a huge blessing. We call that the good news or the gospel, right? The cross and resurrection, what Jesus has done, that is what we celebrate and we love as a church. We need those things. Now, those aren't the only things we need. Those are kind of the hard things, right? Temptation and sin and how we deal with that. But there are three principles we're going to learn this morning that God has given us in that desire to not give in to temptation and to not give in to sin, but rather to live the kind of life that Jesus has called us to live in his Bible. And so we're going to learn those three principles, those extra three bits of good news that we all want to pursue and we all want to live in. So why don't we go ahead and start to learn those by watching our third clip here, let's go ahead and check it out. Hmm. What's going on? Don't know. I'll ask him. Dory. Dory. I think he says we've stopped. Well, of course we've stopped. Just stop trying to speak, Whale. You're gonna make things worse. What is that noise? Oh no. Look what you did. The water's going down. It's 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 going down. Really? You sure about that? Look, already it's half empty. Hmm. I'd say it's half full. Stop that! It's half empty! He either said we should go to the back of the throat or he wants a root beer float. Of course he wants us to go there. That's eating us. How do I taste, Moby? Huh? Do I taste good? You tell him I'm not interested in being lunch. Okay. He... Stop talking to him. <laughs> what is going on? I'll check. Whoa. No, no more way. You can't speak well. Yes, I can. No, you can't! You think you could do these things, but you can't, Nemo! Okay! Doreen! He says it's time to let go! Everything's gonna be alright! How do you know? How do you know something bad isn't gonna happen?
How many adults were like half empty, half full? <laughs> Killer. All right, all right. All right, my man, can you tell me what just happened there? Not so much, huh? Can you tell me what happened? What happened? Not so much. Neither one of you. Can you tell me what happened? Can you come over here? <laughs> you were doing awesome. They were in this whale. Good job. Give her a hand. She did so good. Well done. So they're in this whale, right? And they're like thinking, we're going to die in here. And what did they have to do? They had to have faith, right? So Emma, why don't you tell us, what is our lesson from this clip? Live every day in faith. Live every day in faith. And when we say that, we don't just mean faith in general things like, you know, just faith in a good attitude or faith in kind of like feeling lucky. We, we're talking about faith in God, faith in Jesus, faith in the Holy Spirit. We mean living every day believing that God wants to provide, God wants to do, God wants to act. And we trust Him knowing that God loves us more than anything else and God is going to take care of us more than anything else. And that's not always easy, right? But that is the essence of faith. In fact, Emma, why don't you go ahead and share that first verse on faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 says that faith is the confidence that we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. That is faith, which means we're trusting God completely. And Emma, how important is faith according to verse 6? It is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Right, and so that is what God asks of us and calls us to. He calls us to a life of faith where we really trust him and really believe him and we really put our hope in God because you know what? We can put our hope in a lot of other things sometimes. We can put our hope in money. We can put our hope in vacations. We can put our hope in a change of life or house or city. We can put a hope, our hope in a whole lot of things that probably aren't the best places to put our hope because what God calls us to is to put our hope in him, our faith in him, our trust in him in him that's what we're called to do but you know what that's not always easy i'll tell you as an adult to you kids having faith is a lot easier for you than it is for me right jesus talks about this that kids seem to have this kind of faith that we adults really need to learn from because we start to kind of forget at times and we start to trust ourselves or others more than god you kids are awesome at trusting God. I thank you that you love having faith in God, and I thank you that you teach us as adults how to have faith in God. We need to learn that more. And part of learning how to have faith in God is this next video. Yes, clap for the children. You have wonderful faith. And so we're going to learn about what it takes to have faith in this next clip. Let's go ahead and watch clip number four, I think we're on. Whoa, kill the motor, dude. Let us see what Squirt does flying solo. Whoa! Whoa! That was so cool! Hey, Dad, did you see that? 
totally rock, squirt. So give me some fin. Noggin. Dude. Oh, intro. Jellyman offspring. Offspring, Jellyman. Jellies? Sweet. Totally. Well, apparently I must have done something you all liked. <laughs> uh, dude. You rock, dude. Ow. Curl away, my son. Oh, it's awesome, Jellyman. Little dudes are just eggs. We leave them on a beach to hatch, and then cuckoo, cuckoo, they find their way back to the big old blue. All by themselves? Chaw. But, 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 dude, how do you know when they're ready? Well, you never really know, but when they know, you'll know, you know? Oh. I have a feeling all those turtles are going to move to Washington State with the new laws. All right. Dude, no, totally. All right. All the kids are like, what's he talking about? <laughs> By design. All right. Do you know what just happened? Can you tell me what happened? Anybody here? No. You guys are all like, there he is. Oh, here he comes with a microphone. Make it stop. How about down here? Can you guys tell me what just happened? Could you tell me what just happened? You have a beautiful smile, by the way. You got the best smile. You're welcome. Or do you know what just happened? Can you tell me? Was there turtles? And was there a little turtle? He, he went out, huh? No, you're right. That's exactly what was going on because what was going on, the, the fish, right, Nemo's dad is all afraid. Like, he doesn't want to have any risk or take any, like, oh, no, we can't do that. We got to make sure we're always keeping everything in control, right? That's kind of what he was wanting to do. And so the turtle had to say, whoa, wait, dude, no, right? Yeah, that's exactly what we had to do. So, Boz, why don't you tell us, what is our lesson from that clip? Living in faith means willingness to embrace risk. Living in faith means a willingness to embrace risk. And you know what? That is hard, man, because again, we want to keep everything in control all the time. But you look at like the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and has this list of all these people. All these people that all took steps of faith, and every time they took a step of faith, there was some risk involved, right? They didn't know what it was going to mean to leave their homeland and go to a new home, or trust God and go out into the desert for 40 years, or go and preach to people that didn't even want to listen. Every time they had to take a step that was out of their control, and that's what it means to trust God and give God the control, right? That is what it means to really embrace faith at a level that we're willing to take risks and trust God. And so our fourth lesson today is sometimes you just have to embrace a certain level of risk when you're trusting God. If you want it to be perfectly controlled and perfectly mapped out and you know exactly what's going to happen, that's not faith. That's just being educated, right? But to have faith, that is different. It really means to step out and trust God with whatever God's going to do with your life. And so that is our fourth lesson. From that, we have a fifth and final lesson, a blessing that God has given to us that we can grow and learn from. So watch this fifth clip and see if we can get it. Tori? Nemo! Nemo! I'm coming, Nemo! Nemo! Oh, thank goodness. It's all right, son. It's going to be okay. Turn around!
to do. Nemo! No! We have to kill all the fish to swim them together. Get out of there now! I know this will work. No, I am not going to lose you again. Dad, there's no time. It's the only way we can save Dory. I can do this. You're right. I know you can. Lucky Finn! Now go! Hurry! Well, you hurt my son? Come on! Sorry, you have to tell everybody to swim down together! You understand what I'm saying to you? Swim down! I didn't know what direction that was going. Hey, man, can you tell me what just happened, dude? Um, they were um, going into a net, but then Nemo told everybody to swim down, and then the whole thing just broke, and then they went free. That was awesome, huh? Uh -huh. Yeah, and what was the key? What, did, could they all swim any direction they wanted? Yeah, but... Or they, did they have to do one particular thing? They had to do one particular thing and swim down. Yes. Excellent, my man. Excellent. And your name is? Ian. Ian, you are awesome, Ian. All right. Thank you, my friend. Ian was on it. So, honor my, my seven-year-old baby. Um, what is our lesson? We need a fellowship that works together and sticks together. We need a fellowship that works together and sticks together. When we do it alone, oh, no way. If we're all going different directions, no way. When we stick together, we go one direction as one body and one heart and one mind. Man, that is where God blesses us as individuals, blesses us as a church, helps us to overcome the challenges and temptations that we have. Honor, why don't you go ahead and read the verse we have for that. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. God has put the body together so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. 1 Corinthians 12, 12, and 25 through 27. Excellent, right? We are the body, and we need one another, right? It is never going to be a solo gig, and we will never do well on our own. And so the more we're connected, the more we're helping each other out and growing together, the more we're going to do well, and God is going to be pleased, right? And so these are the lessons we can learn, even from a movie like Nemo. I mean, again, we love Nemo, but there is great lessons to be learned, great 
doctrine or belief or theology that we can even see in there because, again, God has put the truth in the hearts of people and they just need to submit to that truth. And so what we learned today is five things. First of all, you know what? We're going to be tempted. We're going to be tempted. And when tempted, we don't want to give in to sin because sin, it ensnares us. It enslaves us. It catches us. So what God has given us to overcome sin and temptation is faith. Faith means being willing to let God have control and take the risk and going together as one body, leaning on one another, growing together, relying on each other so that God gets all the credit. These are great lessons from God's word that we can see even in Nemo. And so good stuff. Give these guys a hand up here as well. Good job. Good job, my kiddo. So I'm going to go ahead and pray right now, and then uh, we're going to have the worship team come out as I pray. And then here's the cool part. After that, as you are going out this morning, uh, we're going to have the different characters from the Bible camp passing out ice cream as you go out the door. It is Ice Cream Sunday. Who doesn't love Ice Cream Sunday? Yes. It is Ice Cream Sunday. So here's the challenge as you're going to be going out after the last song. We want you to meet one person perhaps you have never met at Redemption Church. Part of doing the one summer Sundays is that we'd come together at 9 o'clock and pray. 9.30 we praise. Then after this service we go and we meet one person every week we've perhaps never met. And that takes some risk, I know, right? But we just learned that point, risk and faith, all right? So you already get to apply. Look how much we love you, all right? So it's perfect. So I'm going to pray right now. We're going to do a little bit of worship, and then you're going to go have ice cream and meet one person you have never met at Redemption Church. Let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you for fun. We thank you for a fun Sunday like today where we are just able to enjoy you, enjoy kids, enjoy each other as a family. And we pray that we would honor you and that we would lean on what your good news has done, that we would not want to give into temptation, that we would not get entrapped in sin, but rather we would walk in faith, we would walk trusting you, even being willing to risk the, 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 the comfortable and familiar to really trust you, and that we will do so as your body. We love you, and we thank you so much, Jesus. We praise you for your goodness and kindness in your awesome name. Amen.